0: many in the crypto world are big fans of privacy coins many are also fans of stable coins but if you're a fan of both it's difficult to find solutions that accommodate both privacy and stability until now we've discovered haven protocol which claims to be the world's only network of private stable assets today we're joined by a hawk a haven community member to discuss all things stable coins and privacy Do we really need this solution? And how do they intend to gain adoption? Private eyes are watching you. They see your every move, unless you're on a privacy chain. So get back on the chain gang and ooh-ah with us for episode number 576 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five. Greetings, friends and welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. The show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. Sometimes we throw in references to classic songs. Travis, did you pick up on the two songs that I uh, referenced in the teaser there?
1: Ah, I wasn't even listening. <laughs> No, That's I was like, reading this document over here that the National Archives are releasing uh, 1,500 confidential documents on JFK's assassination. So while you were reading the teaser, I was reading through that, and I was like, whoa, uh, what's all about? My conspiracy hat was tingling. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Did Did you see the article that Pfizer won't release info on their tests on the COVAX for 70 years
1: I did see that originally it was going to be 55 years or something. They said, no, 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 we need an extra 20 years.
0: Okay. If that sounds like
1: legit, it sounds like, oh, yeah, it must be really safe.
0: Yeah. If that doesn't make you your question or question, then uh, there's no, there's little hope for you. I just, uh, that just makes my spidey senses tingle every tingly place they can tingle.
1: You know what? I don't know if you know this or not. This is what looked into the conspiracy theory crypto show. Uh, but uh, but uh, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough was on Joe Rogan a uh-huh. couple of days ago, and Peter McCullough is the most cited doctor in immuni- uh, immunology, and uh, he, has, he has more uh, uh, reports and documents uh, cited by him than any other doctor. He's it, it, like the, the number two. There's a guy that's like really close to him, but that guy's much older than him. Really.
2: You're making no me read.
1: what's really going on. What he said was, "Here's what he said. Basically, it's like, yeah, they really rushed this set vaccine, and they never really explored treatment of patients. Like, oh. anytime some treatment sort of popped up, they just did everything they could to sort of squash it. And that's not a conspiracy. That's what actually happened. Anytime somebody mentioned hydrochloroquine or ivermectin or anything that you know monoclonal, you know, antibodies or any of that stuff, they just tried to hide all of it. And he's talking about how." at some of these meetings, high-level meetings like the NIH and CDC and, and uh, FDA and all this other shit, it's like, there would be the researchers coming with all this data, but then there would be the leaders of the stuff coming with no data at all, mm-hmm. no papers, just going, nope, we're doing a vaccine, here's what's going to happen. And then, it's and he, he basically pointed out about how the fox was owning the, uh, owning the hen house by having these big pharma dollars and these influencers in charge of the CDC and the FDA and all this other stuff.
2: It's like, but, but Travis, Dr. Fauci told me it was two weeks to slow spread. I'm going to listen to everything Dr. Fauci says because I'm an idiot. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to Dr. Fauci because I don't have a brain in my head. I'm just a moron that listens to, listen to okay. what they tell me. I said, Dr. Fauci is my hero. He's like Jesus all over again.
3: Yeah,
1: Rachel Fauci. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now we return you to the Bad Crypto podcast
0: already. well, wow, that now. was
1: early rants. Like, we, we just, like, like just got it out of
0: the way. way. Just get it out uh, of the way. And to circle back and close the circle, uh, I referenced Private Eyes, which of course is Hall and Oates. They're they're out there. They're like yelling at you, Tra-
1: Travis. It was
0: privatized by Hall Notes Oates, and it was back on the Chain Gang by the Pretenders.
1: Uh, pay attention. Well, I, like I, did, of, I did
2: kind of half ass heard on the Chain Gang. I did. Instead else. of reading your conspiracy you just listen to Dr. Fauci. It's all you need to do, if you're listening to Dr. Fauci, they I'm tell sorry. you everything you, you need to know. I
1: apologize. I try to be a critical thinker and go through and read other shit.
0: Super Doge is in the nudes. That, nudes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's still super, but he's naked. <laughs> he's <laughs> what is up with that flying naked dog?
0: <laughs> he actually wears a superhero outfit. He's not, he's not in the super nudes, but he super is in dude. the news. And uh, so Super Doge is a play on a popular Doge meme coin, of course. And we're into the charitable aspects of this project. A percentage of all sub-dog transactions benefit different uh, charities, which include Water is Life, Fathers.com and Rocket Dog. Check it out. The latest episode of Super Doge is out and we have a link to it in the show notes. This is really fun stuff. My son, Zach, does the uh, the voicing for the evil villain in the uh, the episode. And um, Crypto Wendy does a voice as well for for one of the, the good uh, people in the super doge universe yeah,
1: yeah, so o, wendy O. she's mm-hmm. the uh girl dog badco.in uh, forward what's slash the next episode coming out do we know
0: i'm just telling you about it right now episode two badco.in forward slash 576 there's a link to it in the show notes
1: beautiful and nice. soon the first one came out on on thanksgiving yeah, dude did you hear this I, I don't know if you heard of this dude amazon web services were down again today uh-oh yeah, you know how many crypto projects are being built on AWS because the
2: servers and the and then,
1: yeah, tons of outages. This is the second time in like the last couple of weeks where AWS has been down. That's that's a, that's crazy to me.
2: Hey, Doctor Doctor Fauci says it's okay. Everything will be okay, and and you just need to get your fiftieth booster, and you'll you'll be good. You'll be Maybe safe.
1: That's what it feels. Amazon Web Services just needs
2: to get vaccinated. You'll be safe from the Amazon AWS virus that's gonna get you. Uh-huh. No, virus is gonna get you. Virus is gonna get you. All right, so we
0: have interview with actual crypto projects today.
1: (laughs) We need, you know this this episode is talking you know we're we're interviewing and we're talking about how to make privacy transactions for like various different cryptos, and I think this episode maybe needs to be
3: private.
0: I don't know. You know, uh, (laughs) my my hope is that we've offended somebody. Because if you're offended, that actually reveals a character quality in you that needs work. Because there's seven and a half billion people in this world, and not everybody is going to think like you. So, we're here to help reveal where you might need some help, might need some work on your own self actualization.
1: Right now, and I'm going to leave a one star review because these guys are <laughs> They don't like, actually. Okay.
2: I we love how Fauci, Fauci's a messiah. He's the new. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> that's it, like like that, you know, like an Adam Sandler kind of a thing. That's kind of was that what that was? I don't
1: and, know. Kind
2: of seems kind of like a Slurpee
1: Adam Sandler.
2: Slurpee Adam Sandler. Uh, and I'm Slurpee <laughs> Adam Sandler, and I'm bringing you this interview with A Hawk from Haven Protocol.
0: With more and more governments interested in seeing exactly who is using the blockchain. Privacy is always one of the topics we're most concerned with, and today we're going to talk privacy coins. We've got Ahawk here. He is an anonymous team member with the Haven Protocol. Havenprotocol.org is the website. Ahawk, welcome to Bad Crypto.
3: Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it
0: absolutely i just you know as i read a hawk i want to say i want to read it as
3: ah awk. <laughs> i like it you <laughs> go with whatever works okay, i so. was just called an a-hole recently which is there you go hmm. that works too
0: that's not <laughs> anything new though is it <laughs>
1: i think it was by joel joel actually <laughs> it probably was me <laughs> <laughs> i think that was the last time i was called an asshole it was by you perfect that's good
0: You're welcome. I've I've got another one for you after the show if you like. All right. Uh, So I want to be clear: you are not a developer. Um, Correct. You can't code your way out of a paper bag, much like me. I
3: can pretend. I can pretend to develop, and I will fail if I try. So I I I am not.
0: So so, how long have you been with the Haven team, and what is it that you do?
3: Sure. So uh, Haven's been around since 2018. I really joined the team in 2019 when. The community sort of took over the project from the first round of developers that threw their hands up and gave up and walked away. Um, so, I, I, you know, my role is really uh, helping the actual developers, the smart guys on our team with some of our de- testing and deployment and, and planning for the project, and then really helping our community, um, you know, figure out what we're doing and how we grow and um, sort of explaining what Haven is to the rest of the world. That, is, that was, would be my role.
1: Very nice. So so you guys are calling it the world's only private stable coin because it's an ecosystem of private stable assets. So what's exactly going on with that? How's that work?
3: Sure. So, um, you know, the the idea behind Haven that got me interested, the the hook for me, was this idea of having a truly private stable coin. And this was back in I got into crypto in 2016, um, you know, made some money in 2017 trying to figure out what I was going to do with it and how I wanted to to invest in crypto moving forward. And what I realized pretty quickly was I, you know, I was interested in lots of privacy projects, Monero being the biggest one um, but realized pretty quickly when I used stable coins that there wasn't a privacy option in stable coins, right? You had tether mm-hmm. USDT, you had uh, you know USDC most recently, the most interesting one to me is, is Luna's UST, but all of them um, while being really incredible uh, crypto projects and, and protocols, You know, one thing they have in common is they're just as traceable as as Bitcoin, Ethereum and all the majors. So there wasn't a a private option. And that's what got me interested in Haven. The simple idea was, let's create a a private stablecoin that is based on Monero and has all the the privacy features, you know, stealth addresses, private balances. Can't see who's sending what to who, um, but with a stablecoin. So that's what we did. We created XUSD, which was our first our first product that we launched. We have a few others, but that's the biggest one.
0: So you're not in competition with Monero, you're using their base no. code and you've turned it into a stable coin.
3: Correct, right. So, uh, you know, Monero is still, I think the king of privacy, default privacy protocol, right? Where everything on the chain is default uh, private by default. Um, and we use their their code and then built on sort of our stable coin protocol on top of it and work really well with those guys and think the world of, of the Monero team and their community as well.
1: Very fancy. So that is very true. <clears throat> there is no stable coin that is private. So Haven is the one who has done that. So um, is it is it an ERC twenty token? What exactly is is this built on? Or is it its own thing?
3: No, good question. It's our own chain. So XHV is the uh, is the the token for our chain, um, and we're a crypto note protocol. You can you can mine it. You can buy it. It's all a separate uh, chain that's based on Monero. And then it uses a mint and burn function really similar to how Luna, Luna and UST works, where you burn XHV and you receive the market value of XUSD all in the protocol, all on chain, all in your own vault and and all private. So it's its own. Let let me
1: follow up on that then, because how does that how does that make it easy? Because most people are like, okay, I, I have some money over here on BSC chain or I have something here on ETH and whatever. Since you guys are yep. your own protocol, how do people even interact with it?
3: So the uh, there, is, there is an easy part right now that's in your Haven Vault, so you can send it to your own Haven Vault and everything. The hard part is uh, you have to be in the Haven ecosystem, and that's what we're working on right now. We want to build out XUSD so that it's available on the exchanges where you hold other crypto assets, where it's available on decentralized exchanges, which we're excited about, which we think are sort of the future of exchanging crypto, and that at the end of the day, if we're successful over the long term, most people that use XUSD won't even have to interact with a Haven wallet or the Haven website. They'll be able to get XUSD from a bunch of other places where they already get crypto and they already use it. That's our end goal. We're not there yet, but that that's our end goal.
0: So that is a big <laughs> ask for people. Travis is right. Sure. You know, when they're getting so used to using a certain chain, uh, you know, is, is there a way to keep the privacy features and somehow interact with more popular chains? Or is that just not possible? And does that totally disrupt the whole model of what you're trying to accomplish?
3: Well, there probably are some ways. I mean, I'll tell you how it works right now and how we, how we've grown our community thus far. We have a lot more growth that we want to accomplish to your point about getting people who've never, maybe never even interacted with Monero, right. Or don't even know anything about privacy as, as an issue in crypto. Our community was was built from people that are super, you know, intense about their privacy, and care a lot about it. Are willing to take the extra steps, you know, put a premium on protecting their addresses and their balances and all their transactions. And we've built up a really strong, um, incredible community over the last year or two doing that. Right. So we have thousands of people in our Discord, and we've got you know, thus far over the last few weeks, 100 million in volume in, in xUSD that's been exchanged on chain. Through Haven Vaults, um, so we, you know, we view that as a really good start because we've got this base layer of sort of privacy enthusiasts, um, some of which overlap with, with the Monero community who, you know, are sort of the, the innovators in the privacy side. But to your point, we, you know, the reason we created Haven was we want to make it an option for everybody to make privacy easier, and that's sort of our next step of of how do we, how do we do that? And there's lots of options. I, I think. I think the biggest option for us is getting XUSD and some of our private assets. We have private gold, private silver. We have a a Bitcoin synthetic XBTC, which is essentially a private version of Bitcoin. We want to push those out. We want to make them certainly available on more centralized exchanges. We want to make them available on DEXs like ThorChain, which we're working with right now. Um, And then there's some other ideas about, you know, you could, in theory, wrap Haven um, on Ethereum and make it available as you know as an erc20 as an ethereum token that could allow somebody to go in and out of the haven ecosystem really easily we haven't done that we haven't really decided on that as a community but there's some options out there um and we're sort of thinking about all of them right now because we think we have a really strong foundation with our community of privacy enthusiasts but we really want it to be something a lot bigger than that That, i mean that's our our long-term goal is to be something that is accessible and usable by anybody that wants to interact with crypto and has an inkling about caring about privacy.
1: You know, I was thinking Joel, I was like and we had a, recently had a conversation with Railgun and how they're doing some privacy stuff on eth. I wonder if there's some way for uh, for Haven to connect up with Railgun somehow to be able to interact within the eth ecosystem because to get mass adoption on some on something it seems like there's got to be some interoperability, right? There's got to be yep. some yeah. connectivity for people because people are used especially in crypto it takes a while for people to even get to the point where they understand MetaMask, where they can, sure, you know, yeah. they can understand ETH. And then, oh, then they're, then they're actually pretty sophisticated if they can add Binance Smart Chain to their MetaMask. And now we're right. adding a whole new layer on that. So I wonder if there's like some, is there some potential opportunities for you guys to connect with something like a Railgun, so you guys can participate in the ecosystem?
3: Yeah, and we're open to anything and everything, right? Our goal is to make real privacy options accessible to more people and i think one of the issues is that right now i I, you know i'm not sure people think a whole lot about their privacy right when they when they use ethereum or they you know they use another chain that's totally transparent Uh, their first thought is not about like oh well who's looking at my transaction who can see my wallet address Mm -hmm. um you know that's what i think about that's what a lot of our community thinks about we care about those issues a lot but we're probably because you guys are criminals over there yeah right exactly we're in the minority, I think. Stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we grow, more and more people um, you know, are, are coming to this realization that like, oh, it's yeah, it's not just criminals that care about their, their privacy. Privacy is is a right, something's pretty fundamental for a lot of people. Um, so but your your point is the right one. We want we want to be able to make the stuff that Haven has built, which we think is really innovative, different. Um, and useful, we want to make it accessible to more people. So if it's if it's you know thinking about other partnerships that could link us up that allow people to you know opt back into Haven, one of the things that's important to us is you know Monero is is the you know the chain that we built on because Monero has the best default privacy in all of crypto, and a lot of other privacy projects have done some things that are really cool, but they also use sort of opt-in privacy, which um, in our view, sort of weakens some of the, the, the base protections that you have. Um, so it's a balance, we're, but we're open to anything. We, we want to grow. We want to be accessible. And we want, you know, XUSD is the best example of our private stablecoin. We have other stuff, but we want XUSD to be something that when people think about privacy or when they come to that realization, or when it becomes a priority for them, XUSD is there for them to use. Um, and that it's easier than it is now. That's that's definitely where we're headed.
0: Made it sound like a red light district coin there for a moment. We'll do anything.
3: Just, <laughs> right. just
0: let us know, like guys. It. We're right here. I look can, at us in the I window. I can see the
3: posters. <laughs>
0: we're super sexy. So, you know, we are so used to giving away our privacy, right? We, we look at our yeah. phones, our face unlocks, all the stuff. I mean, I know what I'm getting into and what I'm doing, and I still don't always use a VPN for my stuff make the case for why people should really care about privacy when it there's cameras all over the place and we're giving away our data all the time.
3: Sure. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, you know, we go through a day and, and, you know, don't think about the hundred times every day where we opt out of privacy and let the world know what we're doing. Right. And I think the difference in crypto is that, you know, you're, you're exposing your financial life. I, I think there's a, You know, there's a difference between whatever you're putting out on Snapchat or an app uh, or whatever pictures or videos you you post on Instagram and the financial life that you've built for yourself. And there's a reason when you log into your bank account that you have a password. There's a reason why there's restrictions set up in the banking world to allow, in theory, although it's not really true, allow only you to access your money. Um, That's one of the reasons I got into crypto. I thought it was an incredibly powerful way to decentralize money and to give control back to, to me and to people that want to control their own money. And that's why Bitcoin is, has been so revolutionary and why all these other projects, Monero being the best example, um, have created these really cool new tools. But I, you know, most people don't think about that and they should, frankly. They should when they're spending thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars um, trading crypto, investing in crypto, using crypto. Um, I think people come become desensitized to the fact that that entire financial picture that they've set out um, is very on chain for anybody to track, look at, dig into, follow. And that's that's the stuff that's a little scary to me. Um, and that's you know just as somebody that's a, a regular crypto investor, I don't want anybody to be able to track every single trade or transaction or investment I've made. Um, and that's more important to me than you know, other things in my life that probably are no longer private, like the pictures that I post or the data from an app that I use. I think my yeah, I saw
0: that picture is- by the <laughs> way, not flattering, <laughs> not flattering at all.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Most people, most people say that when they actually see my face, so it's a challenge. But financial privacy is, is a lot more important. I think people are starting to figure that out, and eventually we'll want we'll want to have options and tools and and maybe put a premium on protecting it.
1: Nice. So I noticed there's there's the XHV token, which is the Haven yep. uh, protocol token. Right now, it's yep. I mean timestamp, and when we're interviewing this right now is on uh, the 13th of December, and so it's in at around about five dollars and ninety cents. Total market cap yep. of around ninety million dollars. We've been as high as yep. twenty eight, almost twenty nine dollars back in April, yep. and two years ago as low as eight cents. So you guys have been on quite a ride <laughs> yeah, that's right. lately. So how, what is the yeah, XHV vol- and then the volatility. XUSD? How do they interact with one another?
3: Yeah, so XHV is is the is is the token on our chain that you can mine, that you can buy in most places, um, and is the essentially the collateral uh, for all the stable coins that are created on the chain. So the chain has multiple coins. Uh, XHV is the base layer. When you buy XHV and put it in your Haven wallet, You can convert it anytime you want um, to XUSD, and we use a a chain link Oracle that determines the market price of XHV, tells you how much XUSD you're going to get. And the idea is that you know the idea was not to create a trading tool um, that allows you to just trade XHV and XUSD back and forth and make money off of it. Although plenty of people do and can, and XHV is just as volatile as anything else in crypto these days. The idea was to create. An option for you to store your wealth privately, whether your wealth is a thousand bucks or a hundred thousand bucks or a million dollars, and the, the idea was that if you wanted to store something privately, you buy a thousand dollars worth of XHV, you drop it in your Haven vault, and you convert it to a thousand XUSD, and nobody sees, it, nobody can track it. That's the goal. And so, you you know, XHV is the base token; it's burned for XUSD. And XUSD can also be burned back to XHV, so you can go sell down the market. We have exchanges that also um, trade XUSD as as, a, as its own token, um, and we're trying to grow those as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's mint and burn. I think if if you're interested in our tokenomics, Luna is probably the best example of you know how you how you burn Luna for for UST and how their ecosystem uses mint and burn. We're similar, not identical, but we're sort of similar to how that works. Uh, multiple coins in the same chain.
0: So you know, Travis mentioned how important it would be to collaborate with other chains are you guys working on anything in particular right now to help onboarding
3: yeah we we have a few things in the works i think the biggest is an integration with thor chain um, thor. Fam- yes thor's hammer um if you're not familiar with Thorchain, really worth checking out um their, their token is rune um i think Person, this is my opinion. I think they're building one of the most impressive, truly decentralized exchanges where you can swap native layer one coin for another native layer one coin, native Bitcoin for native Ethereum, without uh, a centralized exchange, without KYC, without an account. You do it strictly through their protocol, which uses uh, you know liquidity pools, automated market maker. It's essentially Uniswap, but for every other chain um, that's off that's not Ethereum. Um, and they have, um, they've, they've launched a, uh, sort of restricted version of their mainnet right now, which is they're working out all the kinks and they have caps on sort of how much can be traded and how many tokens, and they're going to you know, grow that and expand it. But it's a really cool concept. The idea that you don't need permission from anyone to exchange your crypto for something across chains, not just in the Ethereum ecosystem or not just in the, you know, the Binance ecosystem, but across all these different chains. That haven't been connected yet so they are they've done a really you know a ton of work over the last year to stand up this protocol we are working on an integration to get haven xhb xusd our private stablecoin, and all the other haven assets integrated so that people can both swap in and out of haven assets on 4chain and haven users could pool their assets earn yield all that cool stuff that's currently not available um, because we're not really in the ethereum ecosystem so that's Probably the number one thing we're working on right now, um, and we think uh, you know provides both our core users something really cool to do, and then builds out uh, the availability of XUSD and our other our other assets to people that have never heard of him before.
1: Mm. That is that's a game changer right there. That that if there's if there's something like a Uniswap for all the different major protocols, and that's what Thorchain's building, like yeah. that that's huge. When when will that be available? Any idea?
3: So um, ThorChain itself has launched their mainnet. Um, I mean, they've already done an impressive amount of of, of volume. Uh, They've got, you know, a dozen or or so uh, tokens integrated. Um, They've, you know, like every project, have had their fits and starts and they're working on, you know, hardening the protocol and, and getting it ready to sort of take off the training wheels. Um, our integration is coming along really well. We, you know, we've spent the last few months, we, we relaunched um, sort of a new version of our protocol last month, which you, you can go read about on our website. We've gone back to sort of finishing the ThorChain protocol right now, but I, I can't put a timeline on any of it because it, it is pretty complicated and we want to get a test out and really get it uh, in a good good place before we actually launch the integration. But it's certainly within weeks and months and, and not longer than that. Um, given it's how important it is for us, and I, I think how cool it'll be for everybody else that you know wants to interact with Haven but hasn't really had the opportunity to do so yet. So soon, as our community say, trademarked. Very <laughs> well, soon. and
0: you're you're not a developer, so you know it's like you don't quite have, you, you know the the hamsters are running on the wheel, but you don't know when they're
3: going yeah. to. <laughs> we have some we have some really smart hamsters that are doing really cool things. I think we're pretty close, but we want to make sure we get it done right um, before we announce it and launch it and everything. Right. I
1: mean, we've talked about we've talked about Thor chain so often during our you know, overdoing the last year and stuff. And what's crazy about it, Joel, if you think about this, you know, we talked about something like, oh, up up 40 percent this week, Thor chain. Like there was there was a, there was a time I think it was in like April through June where it was just on a tear. And now yep. I'm looking at Thor chain right now. And the price of Thor chain is literally less than it was on like March 5th. So it, it's had a couple <laughs> of big booms. And then it's yep. come down and sure. market cap right now, 1.8 billion. And if you mean to tell me they're going to be creating the potential Uniswap for all layer one
3: tokens, like yeah. that could be they just ginormous. Have, yeah. Not financial advice, but I, Not I mean, financial I, advice, but I, I, yeah, this is how I got in, interested in Haven, right? I look at what projects are going to do, what they're going to offer to people in, a year five years ten years and not no man coordinate.
0: you're just supposed to look at the price <laughs> right now and what's going to moon a hundred x overnight dude i don't want to like i can't look at Trading utility. View a hundred times
3: a day i can't do it i gotta yeah. stop so i want to find stuff that has long-term value so i don't have to right. look at trading view every day that's the right. goal <laughs> no
0: right right on i mean uh, we're in this for the long term and we tell everybody to take that perspective it's always nice when you know you can get in and get a nice multiple out of the gate. But even when you do, uh, selling isn't necessarily the best thing because if they're a legit project, that little multiple, you know, might be nothing. I always like to look in hindsight at you know, people who got mined Bitcoin, you know, when it was under ten dollars and then when it hit, you know, a thousand, they're like, I'm selling it all.
1: Right. 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 And right. Now well, they're like, totally. oh damn. Well, that would have I'll only been it, good as if they would have bought it back after it right. big time yeah. after the thousands.
3: Exactly. And I'll, I'll give you the investor's thesis for Haven. I mean, again, not financial advice, but the idea is that in the future, whether that's next month, next year, or 10 years from now, there's going to be increasing demand for decentralized protocols that protect your privacy and that stablecoins might be one of them, right? The stablecoin mar- market has just exploded. Well over a hundred billion dollars in when you combine Tether and Circle and everything else, um, that's primarily how how crypto investors and traders interact is by using stablecoins. That's how people protect you know their investments and their gains when they want to sell is by using stablecoins. I mean, we really think given that there are zero privacy options in the stablecoin market right now, that eventually there will be something more than zero in demand, and we're already starting to see it in a really small way. But we think over the long term, it, it's something that people will value, people will care about. And if we make it accessible and easy to use, which is our goal, we're not there yet, um, that people will want to use it because it protects their privacy. And that's something that that is ultimately important to people.
1: If I I were were able to easily send money over to XUSD and and camp it there, I'd much rather have it there than being seen on my ERC-20 wallet that literally has my name on it. It's Like, hey, yeah, I, right. I, since I've connected my ENS, yeah. and, so, and so I'd much prefer to be have a have a bridge where I could easily just send money over there and have it sit, knowing that it's gonna it's a stable coin. So, you know, it's yep. it's pegged to the dollar. So, however worthless the dollar is, is however worthless the <laughs> stable coins
3: be. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And you're not the only one. And we need to make it easy enough to say to somebody who you know is used to using the Ethereum ecosystem to go in and out of stuff. We need to make it easy enough to say. You know, here's the one or two steps you have to take to make your stablecoin private. And that's, that is That is the work we have to do. I think we're getting there. Um, and the Haven vault that we have right now is easy enough to use. But like you said, it, it's in the Haven ecosystem, and it requires a couple extra steps. But um, we're getting there. And I think I'm pretty confident over the long term we'll get there. Well, let's talk there about that. You're
1: being a bro. You got, you got the A-Hawk out here broing it up and being like, hey, check it out. You're getting publicity <laughs> for Haven right there you here right now.
3: There you go.
0: Let, let's talk about the actual onboarding. Uh, walk us sure. through what do you need to do to get set up? Make it easy.
3: Yeah, so I do think it's pretty easy. Our biggest exchange that we that XHV trades on is Qcoin, right? So if you go into Qcoin and buy XHV, you withdraw it to a Haven Vault. You can download your vault on havenprotocol.org. You install it, um, sync it up, and you send your XHV over to the vault in one withdrawal. It shows up a minute or two later. It confirms after I think 10 confirmations is about 20 minutes and then you'll have it in your own Haven vault. Nobody knows your address. Nobody knows your balance. And then it's literally let's see one, two, three clicks, I think for you to exchange that XHV, convert it into XUSD. Um, And we have a pretty good uh, user interface on our vault that um, makes it easy. We have a web-based vault too. You can use on your browser that isn't like an installed um, app. And we're working on some native uh, mobile apps. I think that you know, the biggest integration that we're working on right now on that front is with Cake Wallet, which has been a Monero, um, a really beautiful, elegant mobile wallet that Monero users uh, have, have been using forever. And we're going to work on integrating Haven with those guys and have a sort of a mobile version as well. But I like it's Cake. actually not that hard. Yeah, Cake's great. And they have an awesome team. and equally focused on 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 privacy and and that's no no that- no
1: joel's talking about real cake he likes he likes physical cake and
0: i like family. physical I- cake and i like the cake wallet it's where uh i i may or may not be keeping some monero so you're telling me that Nobody uh will ever know soon i'll be able to move xhv to that wallet
3: that's the goal. Yes, sir.
0: Perfect. That's that was yep. my next question is how, you know, look, when you're when you're holding a privacy coin, then you may not want to move it out of the wallet, right? That might just be yep. your bank where you're keeping good, stuff, but for those to who keep it. Yep. don't want to move it or who do want to move it, then um, alternatives and options are good.
3: Yeah, for sure. And we like I said, we, I, we're really happy with the app that we have and you can store your XHV in our app and lots of people do and they use it. But to your point about how do you grow people that interact with Haven, use it, and, you know, want to buy it, it's expanding inter- integrations with other third-party wallets that do the the UI even better than we can. And cake Wallet's a perfect example. There's a few others, but we want to integrate with everybody and make it as easy as possible at the end of the day for people to use Haven.
0: Also, I do like Cake.
1: Mm-hmm. The, and the food. Yeah. Who doesn't? And the band. The band's pretty good. band uh, hey, is go.
3: A Underrated X- band. X-H-
1: yeah, I would say this. XHV sounds way better than HIV. So great job.
3: That's a low bar for us to clear. I feel like we're yeah. there.
0: Oh, good. Because Please tell me
3: there's not an
0: XHV. HIV token. That would no, be as unstable as, as one could. <laughs> I
3: guess it, it wouldn't surprise me at this point, but I hope not. Jeez.
0: Now I have to look and know. Now now I've got oh, to boy. go to CoinGecko and I've got to look and see <laughs> if there is an HIV token, but for some reason,
1: Uh there's coin gecko XIV. is
0: putting me through a captcha. Like what you don't know me by now. Jeez. I practically live here. <laughs> yeah, really. I feel like uh, you click all the damn boats. Okay, I've clicked the boats. Oh no, wait, that was a train. <laughs> there's
3: more boats, there's always more boat. There's
0: another layer of boats. There is yeah. always, and now it's buses, it's buses like really small
3: boats. Small you know what? Buses. There is a
1: new captcha out there that sucks complete ass, and it's it's that one that has the multiple, and then a lot of times they'll just like zoom in. Real- Really far, I'm like, I can't tell if that's a motorcycle <laughs> or a bus. Like, what, what the hell is that? You're like, you zoomed in too far. Shitty caption. Well, we you know, there, there
0: is a Hive blockchain. Right. Yep. And and it's HIV. Oh, right. Um, yep. right. Is yep. hive. But I do not see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist because poor well, taste that exists everywhere.
3: That that restores my faith somewhat slightly in, in the crypto space. Well, but you're I'm sure got, you're right.
1: Yeah, I just the... got a huge bag of HIV. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, speaking
0: of restoring faith in the crypto space, I'm gonna. You know, we already timestamped this episode for December 13th, and like the markets <laughs> just keep, it. they just oh, dropped yeah. a, a butt ton today. So sure. let's look forward. Let's say this episode's going to air in a week or so. Where are we going to be? Come on, predict.
3: It's a good question. I I uh, have found that I uh, the prediction business is a terrible place for me to be because most of my predictions are wrong. I, I don't know. I think Bitcoin is ranging and. Uh, I think it's going to range for a little bit while, a little bit while longer. And Bitcoin always does max pain at some point. Um, and maybe we haven't seen max pain yet, but I don't think the bull market is over. Um, and I think just, just looking at the, <laughs> the, the stablecoin market cap uh, now versus a year ago or two years ago, I think there's plenty of room to grow for Bitcoin. I think there's a lot of cool stuff that's being built um, that's really undervalued right now. So I, I don't think the bull market's over. But in a week or two when we release this podcast, will there be more Max pain on Bitcoin? Probably because that's what Bitcoin does. But long term, I think the, the bull market has plenty of room to go. But I'll probably be wrong.
0: I, I think we both concur with I know I do. Travis I don't yeah. know if you've spoken on what your thoughts are on this or if you're remaining neutral. I am are, you, are you Switzerland?
1: Well, no, it's like what do I think it's going to do? Yeah. Well, it, it, it's weird. It's hard to predict because crypto does its own thing. But here we are in December, and remember in two thousand seventeen in December, like in the it what was it like? It was in December twentieth or something. It hit its its high for Bitcoin or 27th, something like that, and then it and then it tanked down. But then all the money rushed into the altcoins. But right now sure. we're seeing is money just all kind of dipping down. So. I don't know. It's like with the whole metaverse and NFTs and play to earn and all that other stuff going on right now, it seems like it's going to be a different cycle than before. Yeah, It might tank a bit, but I I think some sectors are going to survive and thrive. even.
3: I think that's right. I think the cycles are going to look a a little bit different, maybe a lot different than they have in the past. And we shouldn't necessarily make assumptions about what the rest of the market's going to do because the market looks a lot different to your point than it did a couple of years ago. I mean, I hope that that means that, projects that actually provide utility and value and something interesting and useful, um, survive and thrive. Um, and some of the garbage gets wiped out, but, um, that's, that's my best case scenario. Take out
1: the trash.
3: That's right. I'm right. going an
1: ICO right now because it's ICO season. Right. <laughs>
0: Hey dude, thanks for coming on and uh oh, appreciate bringing the it. Guys. Goods today. Havenprotocol.org is the site. You guys go do your own research. And if it uh, if it jingles your tingles or tingles your jingles, then uh, <laughs> take a deeper dive.
3: Appreciate it, guys. And also, too, we, we do have a great Discord community. So we've got eight or nine thousand members in Discord. So if you have questions or you get confused when you look at the website or you need help, um, just stop by. We have a really cool community. That's really welcoming and open, and, and wants to get people into privacy and into haven. So stop by. Well,
1: it's really nice. I've never heard anybody say we have a really shitty Discord. Our community's yeah, there.
3: Never, I've never actually of, heard that. So a lot of judgment, a lot of oh, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> a lot of trolls and shills in our community.
3: Exactly. None. Oh, we don't have any of those. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Thanks.
2: So, Travis, Slurpee, Adam Sandler, back with you again. What did you think of the interview there with, uh, with A-Hawk or A-Hawk?
1: A-Hawk. <laughs> you know what? I think it's needed. I, we, we covered some, some challenges that I think that they need to overcome, but it sounds like they're working on fixes for that because it's like, wow, well, if it's its own chain, how am I easily able to get funds over there to turn it into XUSD? He's covering that and some of the things that they got going on this new development that's uh, that they're working on with uh, 4Chain sounded like pretty legit. And uh, so we're going to keep an eye on that. Again, not financial advice. Just go down the rabbit hole and do your research, folks.
0: That there is the best advice that we could possibly give on this show um, is to do your own research, go down the rabbit hole. And that applies to everything anybody tells you. When you, you know, if you just believed what you were told, and you saw this headline on CoinGeek, you'd go, well, that's boy, a jury said Craig Wright is 100% Satoshi Nakamoto. And then you would spread that. That's fake news. That is not what the jury said. But if you just believed what was written, you would then believe something that is erroneous. And the same thing goes for everything they tell you on the news. Same thing goes for what you're told about any coin or crypto. Everybody has ulterior motives in mind. There's very few people on the face of the earth that are purely philanthropic and are looking out for everybody else's best interest. I mean, we look out for our own best interest, but in regards to crypto, we tell you guys, don't just take our word for it. Don't take the word of our guests for it. Go check it out for yourself. Engage your brain. Go down the rabbit hole and, and figure it out. You, you got a head on your shoulders and somewhere in that head is your brain. Many of them are probably much better than ours because ours are getting old and moldy.
1: Mm-hmm. Moldy. And as you said, I mean, it's, 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 you got to watch out for things that are erroneous and erogenous. It's got to be careful. With your
2: I, um, I don't know about that, but Slurpee Adam Sandler says that everybody should that uh, to go to iTunes and all the other Spotify and all the other places that you can review this show. And, uh, and, and, and tell, any span. just tell people to eat corn. Tell people that Dr. Fauci is the new Messiah and get your 125th booster. You got to get your 125th booster because that's the magic one right there. And also to, uh, to stay back.
0: alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.
1: Stay slurpy.
2: Okay, don't, slurpy. No, you don't want to stay slurpy. You want to, you want to go to 7-Eleven and get a slurpy. Get
1: a giant slurpy.
2: And then stay bad.
0: I swear we have the worst podcast in the history of podcasts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And by that, we mean the best.